Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 715, and we'll look at Matthew chapter 2, verses 19 to 23. Let's read the passage. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel because those who intended to kill the child are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and entered the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew's recounting the story of Jesus, not the whole life of Jesus, but the important aspects of Jesus' life to establish that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. He's speaking to a Jewish audience, and he's using a lot of Old Testament quotes and Old Testament imagery. He's presented the wise men who came from Babylon, we presume, from the east, They saw the star in the sky and associated it with a new king of the Jews. So they traveled to Jerusalem, the capital city for the Jews, and inquired about the new king. They met King Herod. Herod had the chief priests and the scribes determine where the Messiah was to be born, and they said in Bethlehem. So the wise men went to Bethlehem. Herod wanted them to come and tell him when they found the child. But they were warned in a dream not to do that and to leave and go another way home. And they did. So Herod was enraged and plotted to kill all the male babies in Bethlehem. Joseph was warned in a dream to flee with Mary and baby Jesus and go to Egypt for safety. And he did. And then Herod massacred the baby boys in the Bethlehem area. Well, we don't know how much time has transpired, but long enough that Herod has now died. So we pick it up in Matthew chapter 2, verse 19. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, because those who intended to kill the child are dead. The format here is so similar to when he was told to flee to Egypt. Joseph was told in a dream by an angel, get up and flee, go to Egypt. I'll tell you when it's safe. And now he's saying it is safe. Head back to the land of Israel. Specifically because those who intended to kill the child are dead. Now I was like, well, the only one really was Herod. Herod's dead. But the language here, it's the same language from Exodus 4.19. When the Lord appears to Moses and says it's safe to go back to Egypt because those who wanted to kill you are dead. So we're still seeing this theme of Jesus as the new Moses. Now Moses, his life was in danger and he escaped from Egypt and went to Midian. And after the danger was passed, Moses received a divine call to return to Egypt. So here Joseph gets this divine message. The dangerous past returned from Egypt to Israel. So there's still seeing this Moses idea here. Verse 21. So he got up, 
took the child and his mother and entered the land of Israel. Joseph obeys. He does exactly what the angel told him to do. Verse 22, But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. So when Herod died, the kingdom was divided amongst three sons. Herod Antipas, he was given the area of Galilee and Perea. He was called the Tetrarch. A Tetrarch is a ruler of a fourth. A monarch is a ruler of the whole kingdom. So the Tetrarch is a ruler of a fourth of the kingdom. Philip, also known as Herod Philip II, he was given this area east of Galilee and Judea. And he also was referred to as a Tetrarch, the ruler of a fourth. But Archelaus was given the areas of Samaria, Judea, Edom, or Idumea. He was called an ethnarch. Now, ethnarch doesn't mean ruler of a half, because that's what's left over. It's ruler of an ethnic group. So this is the area of the Jewish people and those related to the Jewish people. So he is called an ethnarch, the ruler of an ethnic group. And it's Archelaus, the son of Herod the Great. Now, Archelaus is an interesting guy. He only ruled for nine years, and then a, a delegation from Judea and Samaria actually went to Rome and petitioned the emperor to replace him because he was such a bad ruler, and, and the emperor did. But right before Herod the Great died, Herod had erected this golden eagle and had it placed above the entrance to the temple. And most of the Jews considered it blasphemous and, and very upset about it. A teacher and 40 youths chopped it down with axes. Herod had them arrested and burned to death. And that was right before Herod died. And then after Herod died, his will had said that Archelaus would be the ruler of this area. It hadn't been made official by the emperor yet. He was going to have to travel to Rome to be officially declared the ethnarch of the area. But he was already starting to kind of fill in before that had even occurred. And things are still fresh after the issue of the golden eagle. And Archelaus appeared before the people of Jerusalem and was trying to build a relationship with them and, and find out what their problem is, because they're very unhappy with Herod. And they complained at first about they wanted lower taxes and that they wanted a release of Herod's political prisoners. But as it went on, things got a little more testy. People got a little more agitated. They started demanding that the current high priest, who was in a political appointment by Herod, be replaced with somebody who is a lot more holy and maybe an actual priest they might consider. And then they started demanding that the people who killed the teachers and the youth be punished. And it got more and more hostile. Archelaus then left and he went and uh, was beating with some of his friends. And a group of the Jews started assembling at the temple area and they started wailing, mourning the loss of the teachers and the youth. And it got louder, and it was just covering the whole town, all this loud wailing, and it kept growing and growing. So finally, Archelaus sent a high-ranking 
army officer with several troops to go and try and get the people to knock it off. They ended up throwing stones at the troops, and some of them were killed. So Archelaus responded by sending the whole army group in. They killed 3,000 people at the temple area, and then he canceled Passover. So that was the first taste of the people of Archelaus. And that's what Joseph faces when he gets back into the area of Judea. Here's that Archelaus was now in charge. Says, well, I'm not sure this is any better than what it was before. So he was afraid himself. But after being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Well, Galilee is still the land of Israel. You would have thought that go back to the land of Israel, go back to Bethlehem. Joseph says, I'm afraid to, but he was told in a dream, no, it's okay, you can go to Galilee. doesn't say he was specifically told Nazareth in the dream. But if we put together what we know from the Gospel of Luke, that actually is where Joseph and Mary are from, from Nazareth in Galilee. But this is the first we hear of Nazareth in Matthew's gospel. And as far as Matthew's concerned, the fact that Joseph and Mary are from Nazareth doesn't really matter. The, the important thing was that Jesus was born in Bethlehem because that's where the Messiah was supposed to be born. And Jesus was born there, just as the Old Testament said. Now, in verse 23, he says, Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. Well, we got some issues here. One, Nazareth didn't exist in Old Testament times. It hadn't been founded as a town until after the Old Testament was fully written. So you do a word search for Nazarene or Nazareth in the Old Testament, you're not going to find it. But then the language that Matthew uses here, he doesn't say, according to the prophet, he says, spoken through the prophets. And he doesn't give an actual quote. He speaks of the prophets. So it's not so much a quote of an actual individual prophet. It's more of a, a theme. So this is the last of the fulfillment quotations, the five of them here in Matthew 1 and 2. But this one is... It's very curious. So the question is, what's Matthew mean? So we can say, okay, it's spoken through the prophets, meaning it's a theme by a variety of prophets. It's not a specific quote. It's a theme that's spoken of. There's nowhere in the Old Testament to say he'll be called a Nazarene. And there was no Nazareth in Old Testament times. There's a, a lot of ways people try to explain it. Most of them I find fairly unsatisfactory. <laughs> Trying to do some word plays between Nazareth and some root words in the Hebrew that sound kind of like Nazareth. And, and then say there's a link there. I, I think the best way to understand this, at least what I'm satisfied with, is not that the Old Testament specifically said he would be called a Nazarene, but that Jesus was called a Nazarene. But it was always with derision. It was always as a, a put-down. And in fact, all his followers were called Nazarenes. If you look at Acts chapter 24, verse 5, where 
Paul's been arrested. He's being held at the governor's palace in Caesarea. And the Jewish leaders show up to accuse him. Acts 24, verse 5. They say, For we have found this man to be a plague, an agitator among all the Jews through the Roman world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. So this is a derisive way of describing Christians. The sect of the Nazarenes. Jesus was, whenever he was called a Nazarene, it was always a put-down. And what the Old Testament does say, what the prophets do say, is that the Messiah would be ridiculed. The Messiah would be despised by many of the Jews. Look at some of the Old Testament passages like Psalm 22, verse 6. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by people. Isaiah 49, verse 7. This is what the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, His Holy One says, to the one who is despised, the one abhorred by people. Isaiah 53, verse 3. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him. Even Daniel's prophecy in Daniel 9, 26. After these 62 weeks, the anointed one will be cut off and have nothing. So we do see a theme in the Old Testament. The Messiah will be ridiculed. The Messiah will be despised. And every time Jesus was called a Nazarene, it was in a derisive way. And so I think what Matthew's saying here is, and Jesus was called a Nazarene because the prophets said he would be ridiculed that way. He said, stretching the words a little bit, I think it's the best explanation because the other ones I, I don't think work well. And so uh, the point here is Matthew's continuing his argument that Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. So this is the end of Matthew's treatment of Jesus as a child. And Matthew's just covering the birth to show the, the miraculous birth, the virgin birth, God with us. He's born in Bethlehem as a son of David. He's the new Moses, the new Israel, and he is the fulfillment of all that the prophets have said and how people would treat him and despise him. And this takes us to the end of chapter two. Chapter three, he'll start talking about John the Baptist. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.